Shit, I need to pull the microphone forward. Oh, me too. Boop. Can you hear How's me that? okay? Yeah. Can you All hear right. me okay? Yeah, you sound great. <laughs> oh my god, I hate seeing myself on the... No, you look fine. I'm not going to look. I'm not going to look. Don't look. Um, <laughs> hey, everybody. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Welcome back to another episode of the Peasant Party Podcast. I'm your host, Charlotte Warren. Um, before we jump into things, do you want to hear a fun fact? Well, yeah, of course. Did you know Stephen King's wife almost divorced him because he continuously listened to Mambo Number no. 5 over and over again? <laughs> Where did you find this information? It was like a whole article. It was all over like TikTok. There was Dead ass, but yeah. they're still together. Yeah. But she almost divorced him because he kept playing Mambo Number no. 5. It's a fucking good song, bro. It's a good song. Yeah. Worth it. Worth every, bro, Mambo, worth every uh, second. <laughs> Mambo Number no. 5 is a fun one. <laughs> so fu- uh, Dude, I love that song. Dude, that song gets me going every Are there time. any songs that if like a guy didn't like them would be a deal breaker for you? Like, do you have a favorite song, like a karaoke song, where um, if a guy was like, I fucking hate that song, you'd be like, I'm out? Ooh, I have, like, artists like that, you mm-hmm. know, that I listen to. Um, Right now, my karaoke shit is Fleetwood Mac. Oh, okay. And if somebody didn't like Fleetwood Mac, I would think there was something intrinsically wrong with them. Yeah. Like, who, the, never admit that. If you don't like Fleetwood Mac, don't ever say that shit out loud. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If someone didn't like Mr. Brightside, I'd be out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've had that Tough. happen where someone's like, oh, I hate this song. And I'm like, I fucking hate this Ciao. person. Bye. Ciao, babe. Love um, you. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We're back. And you should introduce yourself again because uh, I hijack things. I'm Annabelle. And um, I'm your sister and the co-host uh, lately. What's new with you? <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. It's been <laughs> it's been a time. Um, actually... I have a question for you. Yes. Because this is something that just happened in the last, like, 30 minutes. Ooh. I feel like this always happens when I come in here. Um, okay. What I, – and I, I don't want to take too much time because I know we got a lot on the list. What is your take on vanish mode on uh, Instagram messages? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Do you have any take on that when somebody switches their messages to vanish mode? Because I'm talking about this dude. I'm pretty sure. Not talking to him. He he was like an old flame. Yeah. And he popped back up in my messages. I'm pretty sure he's got a girlfriend. And he just switched our messages to There's vanish mode. There's no good reason to be on vanish. Like, because right? I feel like it's also like. It's something, what is the reason? It's something you have to opt into almost. Like, it's like. There's and the things- other person can see it. Like, yeah. you do it, and then you're, like, signing the other person up for yeah. illicit activities. But, I, I mean, at least, at, at the least, though, at least it tells you you're signed up for Vanish Mode, so it can kind of flag you some things up. Because, But I think just because, because I feel like Snapchat, like, some people just like Snapchat, and the default with it is the mm-hmm. Vanish Mode. But, like, saving the messages is something mm-hmm. you have to, like, opt into. So just by default, they vanish. On Instagram, right, yeah. Vanish Mode, you have to, like, go out of your way to opt into, and it's, like, kind of intentional. Yes. So it's, like... I, it's it, I just don't see it like there's there's not a not sketchy reason for it like, exactly right like, it's specifically for cheating cheating <laughs> drug deals like some, uh, drug deals I suppose like yeah. maybe if you have you're trying to like get your boyfriend or girlfriend a gift and you're trying to communicate with someone to yeah. buy a gift and you need it to be in vanish mode so that you don't tip them off about a gift but that is the most extreme thing and the only like positive thing I see I think it's super sketchy boo bitch i'm gonna block this dude if there's one thing if there's one thing that i do not play with anymore mm-hmm. as an, a grow a grown adult woman i'm i'm not playing with a dude 
with a girl. I'm not playing with another woman's man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I also think that that's how like murder suicides happen or double homicides. Oh my god, what? Well, no, like like somebody no, but you find somebody and they have a significant other already. Yeah. Like, and then you jump into that. It's like that's how fucking that's how murder suicides yeah, happen. Yeah, like, that's just like cheating stuff. Mm. Like, it, there's just danger all over that. Like, okay. so yeah. I just for I don't know for me if so in, when I was like single if I if somebody ever had like a significant other they were they were just off limits like there was no there was yeah. no good reason to go down the road of like Mm-mm. flirty back and forth with somebody who had who was like basically spoken for um so right? yeah don't go down that road and it's just so even if it is a successful relationship in the end you got to go through so much mess first mm-hmm. like to have to deal with the fallout of your partner finding out that you have cheated on them Mm -hmm. or, you know, and then then it's someone that they know and it's like a huge disaster. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I went out with this dude last night and he was telling me about how he um, dated this girl who like, it was with her for a while and then uh, she cheated on him at Burning Man with his best friend. Oof. It was just like, and they're married. They're still married. Been married. (laughs) It's like, that is rough, babe. That's a tough one. Haven't been there yet. That sucks for them. I know. <laughs> that's what we're talking about today. What manners and etiquette? Lovely. But I yeah. have those. I yeah, have we've those. Got, we know we know a I few things. Lots, that... I got lots of those. No, but <laughs> in all seriousness, when it comes to manners, etiquette, and dating, basically because we have kind of in our new modern day dating, we have all this new technology, and there's not really like a spoken set of rules for what is polite and what isn't like what's rude what's polite oh my god um, yeah if you think Dude. of like a lot of other social norms that kind of go way back um they they didn't have like the technology in place where you kind of had to create new rules for it um so yeah kind of on that note that's um the road we're gonna go down um yeah i think we'll start with the quick hit question um yeah our first quick hit question which i remember is what do you owe a first date, if anything? Hmm, I, that's this is such like an interesting and uh, kind of broad topic, and I definitely have like thoughts on it. But it's a as broad far question as, we can yeah. narrow down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, well, first of all, to the point of politeness, I do think like because yes, technology has changed at such a crazy rapid mm-hmm. pace that people that are perhaps older a little bit less like mm-hmm. t- you know technology fluent mm-hmm. have a different idea of manners oh and totally so it's gonna be different for everyone i'm sure um you don't owe a first date anything mm-hmm. um except i think it to show up if if you have very much agreed on this and they're mm-hmm. expecting you to be there i think you owe them that i would be really like crushed and upset if i set up an entire you know Mm -hmm. date and was like excited to meet this person or see this person and then they either um i mean if you bail at least you're giving them a heads up but like to not show up to get stood up like Mm -hmm. i think you owe them to not do that oh totally um and yeah you're totally right yeah with um kind of the older generation i feel like a lot of other manners like you get taught those growing up Mm -hmm. um it's like oh you know hold the door open for this person yeah knock on the door and go get them rather than honking the horn stuff like that but you don't owe them that right no totally totally um so um yeah i think because of that there's all these like confusion about what manner what what's right what's wrong manners like you can't go to your parents and say like oh like is it right to use snapchat or texting um but (laughs) as far as the like what people owe because i think like the you know the you don't know you don't owe your date anything 
statement can get, mm -hmm. I feel like, weaponized. Because, mm -hmm. um, yeah, you don't owe anybody anything. Nobody owes anybody anything. But then you'll hear some people say, you know, well, they didn't know you anything or oh, I didn't know them anything after, um, you know, like standing somebody up or something like that mm -hmm. or, you know, cutting out of a date early oh. with no explanation, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I feel like that gets weaponized. Um, what do you think is like best practice, best practice, polite to do on a first date? Um, and we can look at a date where you go into it and it's meh. Like so mm -hmm. date, 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 date that's going well by nature. You're polite. You're excited. Um, sure. But date, date that's going meh, like, you know, there's not going to be another date, but you're not you don't hate this person. They're not behaving in a way that's awful. And then, mm -hmm. you know, a bad date. Um, who what do you think you go to the date? Say you go okay. to the date. Okay. You sit down and, you know, right away, you're not like attracted to this person. You don't see a future date, but it's a pl it's a pleasant enough time. Um, what do you mm -hmm. owe this person? What's the polite thing um, to do for this person? I, so the polite thing, which, yeah, it, it kind of does blend into, like, what do you owe them? Which, mm -hmm. to me, um, basic respect. Mm -hmm. Respect for a person. Uh, even if you kind of aren't feeling it. Like, at least, you know, mm -hmm. show them that you, like, y you respect them in some way. Mm -hmm. I think... You, ha you have to, like, at least show that you're engaged, you're listening, and, like, looking them in the eyes. Um, but when you say meh, like, I I'm assuming that means, like, okay, they're boring. But if it's meh because they're saying things that are really turning you off, um, I almost feel like you owe them to show them that that is not hitting for you. And mm -hmm. you are you don't appreciate that. Like, mm -hmm. you have to respect yourself as well. Mm -hmm. Um so, yeah, so if they're saying weird stuff, which I've totally been on plenty of dates like that, mm -hmm. I I have to show with my body language or facial expression mm -hmm. or with my words that, like, this, I'm clearly, like, not connecting with you on this. And I don't mm -hmm. want you to think that I'm on your side when you're talking about this. Totally. Um, yeah, do you think there's, a like, a, a version where it's, like, you seem too excited or, like, you, r you risk seeming too interested to where someone could see you as, like, leading them on? Because one time, so I made a TikTok <laughs> at yes. one point where... Um, I think it was something where you end the date and you say to the person, yeah, I had a nice time, even mm -hmm. if you know that you don't see another date. And someone, of course, because TikTok lives in the extremes, people were saying in the comment section, you know, if you don't see a future date, don't say I had a nice time. You're leading this person on. Boo, bitch, because a lot of times after you don't, you have to like digest the date later when yeah. you're not in front of them. You can't, nobody's sitting there thinking the whole time, mm, it's going really well. I'm going to let her know. Or like, ooh, I'm definitely not going to see this person later. I'm going to finish out the date and then, you know, yeah. try not to lead them. On. Like a lot of times you have interactions and then a few hours later, next day, you're talking about it with a friend. You're like, weird. Yeah. Why did you say that? <laughs> I also think, though, even if you know, it's like you probably did have, like, fun if it wasn't horrible. Like, yeah, you know, the, the hour you spent maybe trying a new restaurant and you were in front of a pleasant person. You exactly. thought they were attractive enough to go on the date yes. in the first place. You just didn't And you're connect. having a good time with yourself, too. I, yeah. like, if I, you know, I go out with a dude and we're having a couple drinks or whatever, like, mm -hmm. you're I'm, already there. I'm having a good time with myself and he's there, so. Totally. <laughs> don't, don't be led on by that. Totally. How long? So how long do you think you have to stay for? So you go in the date, mm -hmm. um, and maybe you can look at if you want to put meh and bad into two separate categories. Yeah. How long do you owe it to them to stay for? And maybe say within the first five ten minutes, you're like, uh, something's off here. Within the first five to ten, so like, 
There's a, I are we assuming this is like a dinner date? You're sitting down for dinner? Dinner, or? drinks, whatever a first date typically is for okay. you. Okay. Um, and if you want to look at it as like mad, just, you know, not feeling the spark and bad in two separate categories, uh-huh. that's totally fine as well. One to two drinks, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, I'm going to give them enough time t- just in case they're real nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, one drink and then, you know, if it's kind of like, ah, I I mm-hmm. get, like un- just enough to, you know, not make somebody feel bad. Two mm-hmm. drinks. Um, but shit, what if you meet them for dinner? And then well, that's why dinner dates di- are like a mm, shit thing to yeah, do. Yeah, too hard to get you're out st- of. Because you're stuck, you're stuck there. Yeah. That's why, like, it's like, whenever women are like, oh, I went, I went dinner dates. It's like, is your time not fucking valuable? Like, I don't know. Yeah. No, I it's, I, I, yeah, exactly. And especially getting now back into the mm-hmm. dating game, I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't, uh, d- nice guys will ask me out on dinner dates and I'm just kind of like, yeah i don't know man i don't know i also saw i was also someone who sucked at faking it like i can't phone it in and pretend Mm -hmm. i'm having fun if i'm not having fun like i i look too obvious like i'm a (laughs) shitty liar um so like i would the 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 drink dates were always like my move i I always Mm -hmm. felt like coffee just felt too like i've done too much like um remote work in a coffee shop for a coffee date to be enjoyable um but yeah like i i totally yeah i I think an hour and 30 minutes to an hour and like one drink maybe two but even then, sometimes, especially if, like, you know, just as a woman where the guy might insist on paying, sometimes, like, in the back of my mind, I'm kind of like, ah, like, yeah, 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 exactly. And, and got to be clear about one thing. You're never stuck. You're never, you're never, stuck. you're not physically yeah. stuck in this state. Um, and I understand the fear of, like, him getting angry or irate or, you know, causing a scene or it being violent. But I think the biggest fear about that is just being feeling bad like mm-hmm. being perceived as being a bitch and mm-hmm. and like it's your decision and mm-hmm. you you're the the villain here you don't want to feel that way by mm-hmm. getting up and leaving or being like i don't mm-hmm. i'm i'm not into this at all mm-hmm. um yeah it's it's more self-reflective than i think it is actually like mm-hmm. i need to let this man know yeah because <laughs> well, i think a lot of other people think too like they're always thinking from like their own perspective and they're just like if someone went on a date and then, you know, they get the text next day saying, like, oh, you know, I wasn't really feeling it that that person went into the date, you know, maniacally mm-hmm. trying to go and, like, you know, use them for their wallet or, like, you know, they were just trying to get, like, one thing out of it. Um, right. And then they didn't get it and then, you know, it was just this big maniacal plan and they were evil and hiding that. Um, a lot of times it's, like, people don't want to feel bad. Like, people just, like, want treatment that just isn't human. Like, why can't this person just be honest with me? Why can't they just tell me, like... I'm not feeling it. I'm not interested. Um, or, you know, when they say, oh, you know, I don't feel a spark. Why can't they just give me like a bullet point list of all the things they don't mm-hmm. like? Like, why be vague? It's like, because that's not human. It's right. also not polite, I don't think. Yeah. It's not good manners. Yeah, definitely. I think, oh, well, yeah, the, the after my wallet thing, that's, I mean, especially if we're talking about couple first dates, like that's mm-hmm. such a myth because... No, uh, at least none of the women really that I know, real, real mm-hmm. life women, mm-hmm. uh, would say that like a, a free dinner mm-hmm. is worth sitting with a man who does not respect her or who she doesn't like. Yeah. Because you have to sit there and engage with them. And mm-hmm. that is your time. Your time is not worth like, oh, a nice dinner at Suerte. Like it's, yeah. I would way rather do my own damn thing mm-hmm. than sit at get nice food mm-hmm. and have to talk to somebody that yeah. I cannot stand. It's like I could afford the restaurant by myself. Yeah. Like, and my time's <laughs> yeah. valuable. Like, 
I know, like, if you break down my salary and what I guess I get paid by the hour, mm-hmm. it's more than this dick. Um, yep. It's, yep. It's just dick. Yep, yep, um, yep. So it's, like, that was always, like, I don't know. That's always, like, a fr- like an annoying thing to see. I'm sure it, maybe it happens sort of maybe in a younger demo, but, like, uh-huh. I think there's certain people that are just way too afraid of it, of that happening, um, and it gets in the way of, you know, being behaving in a way that's normal on dates um yeah. yeah and we'll get into what we owe in terms of rejection and that's kind of the next um Ooh. next point um but okay. we're gonna read our listener question first um great first date no second feel led on and as always i need glasses again i really need to get those glasses i 28 male went on a first date with a woman 25 female met off hinge it was honestly one of the best dates i'd ever been on what i thought would be an hour or two at a beer garden became a six-hour adventure bopping around the city we made out a few times, and at the end of the date, I said, this has been awesome. We should do this again soon. She excitedly agreed, and I even tossed around some days and times that could work, but we didn't lock anything down. She sent a thank you, had fun text before I could even get home, and I replied saying, can't wait to see you again soon. No response, but it was pretty late. Next morning, I sent a text hoping to lock down date two that week. Crickets. I thought she might be busy at work, but when I didn't hear anything by six, I sent a question mark. Still crickets. Finally, 10.30 p.m., she responds with a boilerplate rejection text. Hey, had fun on our date. You're a great guy, but I'm not sure I felt a romantic connection. Wish you the best. Hope you find what you're looking for! Exclamation point. I replied saying I was surprised and asked if I did anything wrong, which was only met with a "You're great, just didn't feel a spark." I've gotten and sent plenty of texts like this before, but in those cases, the mismatch was obvious, and there never seemed to be any surprises. This situation has me confused. What did I do wrong? I feel like I'm good at picking up on social cues. She seemed like she was having just as much fun as I was. The cynic in me would think, was she in it for the food? But there was no food. Her four beers throughout the day cost me 25 bucks max, so I don't think that was the case. So if she knew she didn't see a second date, why stay so long? Why ask deep questions and try to get to know someone you had no intention of seeing again? Why didn't she at least speak up when I said, we should do this again? Any thoughts on what might have happened here? Oh my God, I'm her. I'm her. This is about me. It has to be. This is insane. I feel like I, this happens all the time where I'm like, I'll go out on a date, I guess, with just some guy, mm-hmm. and it's we have a lot of fun, go do a bunch of cool activities, and then I'm, it's kind of like the next day, I'm like, well, do I feel motivated to, to so, go So take deeper? this man into, I guess, the quote-unquote okay. mind of a murderer. Okay. What, went, what goes through your head okay. as you're doing that, and what happens the next day that is this big, drastic change? Well, honestly, if I'm being honest, um, one thing that... Oh God, this is going to sound so dumb, and this is coming from my lady brain, but um, I will, like, have a date like that. You know, you sit, you chill, you laugh for Mm -hmm. a long time. You have similar interests, and you have a lot of fun, Um, and then if I feel... If I feel like he's too into me mm-hmm. and he's a little bit too, like, hypnotized, mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know if I want to go on another date with this mm-hmm. guy because it's, I, I don't want to be put on a pedestal like that right mm-hmm. off the bat. And I think, uh, I don't know. I guess it's situational, but... Do you um, think it maybe makes the stakes too high? Yeah, like, you become I a bigger so. asshole if you do another date that you're not totally sure yes. about? Yes. Yes, exactly. And he's been told us, yeah, I think that really yeah. is what it is. She probably was like, it was a fun date, and I would go on another one, you know, mm-hmm. if we were the same level of excited about it. Uh-huh. But because... Like, she doesn't want to be... Yeah, you don't want to be the asshole. Yeah. I've had the same experience. Mm. Um, and at first, I'll tell this guy, um, I think both of us agree, this is not a maniacal plan. I don't think it's she not. was going through the date. No. She's I don't think she was. She's for sure. Um, it's just, yeah. I'm somebody who, like, the date... Like, I think... 
that the feeling I have after leaving a date and the high that you get on a date, even if there is no alcohol, yeah, there's something about the person in front of you. And then the next day you go to, you go to sleep in your own bed, you wake up the next day sober, maybe interact with people at work or other people, you know, and you mull over the date. And there's just some things where you just come back to reality. Yeah. And like, there's certain things that hit you that weren't hitting you in the moment. Like what? Like, you know, thing, like, oh, this thing was kind of weird. Or like, oh, this thing that I was so excited about, like, it was kind of, go- like, kind of goofy. Or like, mm, like, you know. Totally. Mm-hmm. Just, and then it was, of course, like, like you said, where it's like, oh, this person seems to be moving quickly. Like, I remember, like, in probably, like, 2019, early 2020, when I was getting, like, out of a relationship, when I was out of a relationship recently. Um, and it was just, like, people that felt more ready to go than I was. And it was like, you're moving too, you're moving too fast. Like, I'm maybe I'm not ready for this. And it was mm-hmm. all about me. And, mm-hmm. like. It's not fair to bring that on to somebody. I would rather, like, dip after date one than dip after date three kind of thing. And, like, have to be, like, yeah. it's, it's me like, yeah. what, not wanting to get ahead of myself. And then, of course, like, yeah. I have no idea what this woman's story is. And it's more, like, regardless of, like, whether or not she's just out of a relationship or something like that. But there's a lot of people where it's, like, you get you maybe, like, get ahead of yourself on the date. Or, like, your version of just, like, having fun maybe seems excited to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems just, like, overly excited. Like, um, she's really into me. Yeah. Um, uh, but she's just really into what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what you guys are talking about or what you're doing, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like, one issue I ran into, like, when I was, like, single dating was I felt like I had too much fun on first dates. Almost to the point where it was, like, mm. I was going to go down the, like, where I feel like I was starting to go down the road with someone who wasn't the right fit. Because I knew all the right first date questions. I knew how to make, do the right first impression. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just felt like, you know, first dates was, like... I could just have fun with anybody to the point where it was kind of like I needed to assess the next day. It's performance art. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I feel like I'm yes. good at, like, first date personality. I had, like, other, like, Same. little layer questions to ask yeah. off this. Um, no, she yeah, she wasn't faking it. I wasn't mm-hmm. faking it on the dates. Like, and in the moment, so I don't, like, whenever people are like, oh, they, like, led you on or, like, all of, they had a maniacal plan. People genuinely believe what they're saying when they're saying it. Everything, like, when I yeah. would be on those dates getting ahead of myself and the next day I would think, like, oh, shit. Like, mm-hmm. I genuinely believed what I was saying. Like, it, I ge- when I, oh, yeah, I had fun. I would totally do this again. I meant uh-huh, it when I said uh-huh. it. Like, maybe I said it a little too carelessly. Maybe if I was single now going on dates, I would think twice before Dude. saying that. Or, but or 26? For sure. Or, like, they make a really bad off-color joke or something that, like, really does rub you the wrong way. But because you've been, like, having a good time up to that point, you kind of, like, courtesy laugh at it, Mm -hmm. you know? And then later, when you're thinking about it, you're like, that was actually Mm -hmm. a big red flag. And, um... Well, so, yeah, sometimes it's, like, there is a red flag to laugh at. Sometimes it isn't, though. Sometimes it's, like, the ick is a thing, like, the... Totally, sure. This thing, like, sometimes it's, like, you can't even explain what it is. There's just Uh something that's not there. Um... Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I think one other commentary I have on this is the idea of, like, the marathon first dates. Like, this is why I never liked Saturday first dates. I had whole videos where I was like, no, Saturday first dates. But, like, sometimes when, like, these dates have the opportunity to, like, spiral and keep going, mm-hmm. um, like, oh, like, you know, this has been fun. Let's just, like, go to another location and another location and another location. Um, like, they can feel like you're on date 10 after date one, and to the other person it might just be date one. Oh, yeah. If you're going all over the place. Yeah. Like, I've had those, and, like, Uh that was one of the reasons, like, I was, like, weekday night, first date, like, that way you can't get ahead of yourself. It's a school night. 
and like there's not a bunch of time to just like bop around the world the mm-hmm. way there is on like Saturdays because I think that can like get people ahead of themselves so I would say to this guy um as you look at what to do going forward I don't think I don't think he did anything wrong like I think something that kind of comes with like these situations like usually you are aware and perceptive when something is off mm-hmm. like I think if you told a joke that didn't land and she like giggled a little weird or like you know you felt like something was off like that was probably real and if you didn't feel that like i i genuinely believe like someone who would write like a letter like this is like self-aware would you so so if somebody asked you like hey you know what what did i do wrong would you tell them like oh yeah i was actually like really put off by that like joke that you made or that thing you said or would you just let it go yeah so i think that's kind of where like the whole like feedback thing comes in because he asked for feedback first i think something (laughs) if you ask for date two on date one like you probably are going to get a person like if you say we should totally do this again sometimes like no I, I don't think it's a human thing to do to be like no I'm not interested like I think a lo- most people would like kind of like smile along with uh, that just because yeah. it makes you <laughs> yeah like especially for like walking off to the car or something like I think a lot of people would kind of like I don't know laugh that off so I think I wouldn't put as much stock in that I, I wouldn't ask somebody like that in general like oh like date two to date one um mm. but like yeah like the feedback thing the, do you, this happened to me dude. do 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 guys ever like ask you for like feedback when you would do like when you send rejection texts or anything um or did you just like voluntarily give it or well so oh man this happened to me like last week and it and it's kind of different because it's like a client type mm-hmm. thing too i have this client i had to fire him as a client essentially mm-hmm. um because things kept pushing and pushing further and honestly he was a great client um love doing tattoos for him but like it just the sexual energy was like really picking up and i it was kind of the type of thing Mm -hmm. where i was like i can handle it whatever he's my client you know Mm -hmm. i can kind of flirt with my clients and maintain a good boundary but it felt like every time i'd turn around he would inch a little closer and then i fuck like whoa jesus Mm -hmm. and i turn around he's closer jesus Mm -hmm. And, um, but we, we had a great session, um, talked about all kinds of things. Um, he definitely was a little, uh, huh. mm-hmm. but then at the end, um, he, w- we had been discussing about doing like murals in mm. his house. He wanted me to do some murals and it sounded like a really cool idea. And I really mm-hmm. wanted to, cause I've done murals before. They're f- super awesome and fun and I can have creative control. I was just going to draw them on the wall pretty much. And he made a comment about like, oh, your shorts, like, those look so good on you, blah, blah, blah. I would mm. really hate it if you wear those while you're doing the murals in my house. And I was kind of – I, I mm. sort of made a joke about it, but I was like, what? Like, this isn't like a – you thought this was, like, me wearing a little maid outfit and pretending to clean your house? Like, I'm doing work for you. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh. What do you mean? I quoted you, like, 3000 You think I would uh. – It's going to cost you a lot more than that, babe. Like, you're – you think you're going to be watching me, like, do this? Like, yeah. standing there staring at my butt? Like, whoa, whoa. No. But after that, I kind of, like, cleared up whatever um, or just kind of, like, let mm. it go. We even got a drink after and, like, talked and it was fine and – and he was profusely just, like, grateful about this tattoo that I gave him. And we'd, ha- you know, and it was a good conversation. But then the next day, I was like, you know, and he was still texting me, still asking me to go to dinner and stuff. And I was just like, yeah. it sucks because he's so gassed on, like, the work that I've done for him so far. Mm-hmm. But I I got to draw the boundary right now mm-hmm. and just tell him, like, hey, man, I, I'm not going to do those murals for you. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, Did you tell him why? Yep. I said I didn't realize that this was uh, supposed to be like a sexual voyeuristic thing. Oof. 
How Which is not what he wanted. He was, he was like, wait, what? What? Sexual voyeuristic thing? What do you mean? And, mm. and I explained to him. I was like, well, you made that comment about my shorts, and I just didn't think that you were going to be standing there watching me. Like, I thought, mm. you, I thought you liked my work. Uh-huh. And that is what I think really hit him because he, he at that moment realized, like, oh, my God, like, my – because he does like my work. But, but because of these little comments, it really, mm-hmm. like, compromised the value of it. And mm-hmm. – uh, and it, it ended, I mean, he apologized, but it ended with him saying, I wish you well, and then mm-hmm. not talking to me anymore. And it yeah. sucks because I lost a client. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, he was a friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as much as he was, like, horny, he mm-hmm. was a friend. And it's, when you draw that boundary, you you pretty much have to know, mm-hmm. like, they're, they're going to cut you out for the most part. Oh, totally. Yeah, it's, there's, you, yeah. You, it's, it's all or nothing usually with I people I knew like that, that it would, like, hurt him or embarrass him, and oh, it was yeah. just kind of like, you know what? I got to be real with you. Like, mm-hmm. this is exactly where you stepped over the line. Yeah. It's tough, too, because it's, like, they're always, like, just enough in the land of plausible deniability mm-hmm. where they can say, whoa, that wasn't my intention. Because no one's going to come right out and say, oh, I want to grab that ass. Like, they're going to say these yeah, little veiled yeah, comments. Yeah, they push a little closer. A little closer, yeah, closer, yeah, closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the, the boiling frog heating up. And I can usually, you know, and, and that was me jumping mm-hmm. out of the boiling water. Like, yeah. At that point, it was kind of like, okay, I can, I'm a strong woman. I have like power of my own and I can put my foot down here and I'm not going to feel too bad about it. You totally, know? totally. But that's why people maybe don't give feedback when they end something with someone, especially because mm-hmm. you've ended something with someone. You're not trying to reason with them. Like, I think yeah. you tell people maybe what they did wrong when you're looking to reason with them and solve a problem with them. Like if you're ending something, it's kind of like, what's the point? Yeah. Of, and then of course it's like, it just gives the person, like, ammo to, like, argue with you or try to, like, sell themselves and stuff. Yeah. So that's maybe why people don't. Um, I do think, like, don't feel a spark is not all. Like, I think sometimes there's a version of don't feel a spark where you kind of know what went into that spark. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's not something uncomfortable to say out loud. But sometimes don't feel a spark is just you don't know what it is. It's intangible. Mm-hmm. It's why women can't explain why Pete Davidson is hot, but they just, they know why. <laughs> it's like they, they, they can't explain yes. it, but they know why, even if they don't personally mm-hmm. see Pete Davidson as hot. It's like one of those things. Yeah. Like I can't, like it's the butterfly in my chest. Like I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. 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 And it's the energy that they give off. Yeah. You know? And it, like, it, it some, almost doesn't have much to do with like how they look. No, it's really... I've two. I've had two equally attractive guys, and one I'm just like mesmerized by, and the other totally. I just I don't don't feel it. Dude, and I, I will get turned off. I can't. I, I've I tried. I tried valiantly to date this guy, and I just could not get into it. And it was genuinely because when we, I like did end up kissing him because I was like, come on, bitch, you can mm-hmm. do this. Just just I was trying to get over my ex. I was like, mm-hmm. no, just do it. And when I kissed him, I could tell he was so, like, nervous mm-hmm. and just, like, trying to go really fast that I was just like, I, it's, mm-hmm. nope. <laughs> yeah. Nope. It's just the, you know, the anxiety. Like, I almost need you to be not as into me. Totally. <laughs> to you. Uh, totally. <laughs> I need you to kind of be like, uh, whatever. Exactly. <laughs> um, and I guess to, like piggyback off of that to the next quick hit question. What is owed in a rejection in early dating? Like, what do you mm. owe a person that you are rejecting maybe after one date, two dates, like not far enough down the road where you would feel a need to have like a bigger breakup with them, but one, two, three dates, you know, under, under, you're not in a relationship yet. Yeah. Maybe. I would say, at the very least, you can lie to them, 
mm-hmm. but you sh- you do have to give them some kind of I'm not I can't go any further past this point because of this reason. Yeah. And leave it at that. I think, and I yeah. think the biggest reason, honestly, that I would do that, it, and yes, you you owe it to somebody to, you know, mm-hmm. help them feel better. But also, you never know when you're going to run into this person. That too. <laughs> and this too. city, and this here, yeah. town, you're going to run into them. Yeah, you'll run into them. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, th- I, I do think, like, first, if it's that early, I think a text is sufficient. Like... Um, yeah. I think it was, I forget yes. what episode it was, but someone who did a breakup in person or something uh-huh, for something uh-huh. early. And it was just like, that was a little too much. Um, uh-huh. but as far as like what a breakup text should say, uh-huh. what should, like, what should be included in that? Like how much is too much and how much is too little? Because I have some thoughts on this. Um, and you might know that too much is, um, if you had to write a breakup text out your ass right now, what would it say? Uh, it would be, it would be curt. It would be concise. What would it say? Just, um, okay. Shit. Hey, um, I want you to know, like, I think that you, um, are really funny and smart or, you know, actually say some things that are like personal to them and Mm -hmm. maybe even name one thing that you did that you like really had fun with. Mm -hmm. Um, but Unfortunately, I'm just not in the headspace to be dating somebody consistently. Um, And then make them a lie. I don't know. Tell them something. I think that's too much. What? So I'm a person who has hot takes on breakup texts. So first off, I think that if a person has not texted you expressing interest in seeing you again, you are not ghosting them. If Mm -hmm. someone has not texted you saying, hey, would love to see you again, and you're not interested in seeing them again, you don't have to text that person. You don't mm. have to proactively reject a person. Stop assuming they're just sitting and waiting by the phone. I say this because I feel like, and everyone's, like, people are going to just, like, smack me in the face for this and be like, you ungrateful bitch. Like, mm. ghosting is bad. <laughs> I feel like I was always on the receiving end of what felt like the most patronizing rejection text. Mm-hmm. It was like, I swear to God, these guys would write, like, fucking manifestos. Mm-hmm. And, it and it's like, for themselves. And it's, I know that. Yeah. Now, and this was before I made dating content. Now that I'm in my perspective, I have more empathy for it. I understand it more. But yeah. in the moment, because the way they would write it, too, like, it would come out of the blue. Yeah. It would be a lot of, like, just assuming my feelings. Like, it would be a lot of, like, I'm sure this isn't what you want to hear. Like, you're a ew, great girl. It felt like ew, a dad ew, telling ew, his ew, six-year-old ew. daughter. That, like, trying to comfort his six-year-old daughter after losing a soccer game. I'm sure this isn't what you want to hear. You're a great girl. Like, go get him next time, Tiger. Like, it felt <gasps> oh, like that. Oh, oh that puts a rage in me. And it, and and it would so make mad. me so freaking mad. Like, and to the point where it was like, I would see the text. I wouldn't, I would, I would just block the number and delete it. Because I, I wouldn't even read it. I'm like, I just, this is going <laughs> to. No, it would just. I, I ain't reading all I, that. I like, my big, like, kryptonite is that. Like, I hate, like, my biggest pet peeves, like, I have an ego, are people talking down to me, being the last to know something, and then people thinking I'm fucking stupid. Um, like, those are my biggest pet peeves that just, like, drive me into a fit of rage. I need to work on them. I'm working on them. But it always pisses me the fuck off. Because I think For you sure. can toe a very fine line between, like, kind and condescending. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, my mm-hmm. hot take is, like, hey, had a great time. You probably did have a great time. Um, but I don't see this going any further. I think... Don't feel a spark is not a lie. If you have a tangible thing that maybe could be helpful, but I think helpful constructive criticism is very fluid and kind of a gray area of what's constructive, what's helpful. I think most things aren't, unless there's something where it's like you did not look like your pictures or something like that. But, and I, even then, I don't think you should go into detail. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, yeah, like 
wish you the best. I think it should be three sentences, no adjectives, no you terms, only I terms. No, yeah. like you could like you're gonna go get him next time, or like oh you're a great catch, like totally. nothing like okay, that. Okay, okay. Or yeah, now that I think about it, it's like you can kind of be like, hey, absolutely nothing personal. I'm mm -hmm. just going through something really difficult right now. I avoid that because then you get the dude that wants to comfort you, and Ooh. then and then they think it's or they think it's temporary. Like it just kind of. So like, I actually like, I signed an NDA and I can't tell you what it is. Yeah, I think it feeds <laughs> into because there's some people like and I think most people when they're older they hear not looking for a relationship right now and they know mm -hmm. it means not ever but there are some people where they really hang on to the right now so i avoid stuff that sounds temporary um quick sidebar have you seen the videos on tiktok of the girls um calling the dude that they met at the at the club the night before mm -mm. and breaking up with them <laughs> So no, that's so like, fucking funny. They like meet a guy at the at the club the night before, and then they'll call him the next day and be like, "Um, Ryland," and they're like, "Uh, yeah." And she's like, "So you know, I'm like leaving later tonight, right?" And he's like, "Oh, I thought it was yesterday, but okay, sure, soon." Uh, and she's like, "Look, I'm so sorry, but I just I don't think I can do long distance with you." I love it. <laughs> I fucking it's love so it. It's so good. It's so good. It's bold. I would never oh, do it. It's so bold. scary, but it's so funny, dude. I dig it. <laughs> fucking what a win. Mm. And then feedback, I think I think you shouldn't volunteer. I think the one thing is like something where it's like didn't look like your pictures. And I think if someone doesn't look like their pictures, mm. you don't go past don't look like your pictures. You don't say like anything like just it didn't look like the pictures to me. If that, like, I, I don't think you go into like you were bigger, like anything like that. Have you ever had that happen? Showed up at a Tinder date or a, a hinge date or whatever, and, it, and you feel like you got catfished? It didn't look like the right person. I think so, a little bit, but I think it was not far off enough to be intentional. Mm -hmm. Like, I think some guy, like, I think catfish exists on a spectrum. I've said that before, where it's like, you know, obviously there's an MTV version of catfish, and then there's like intentionally like lying about yourself and making yourself look better. But I also think there's kind of a midpoint where it's like, People lacking self-awareness, um, you know, people who are maybe yeah. like delusional, maybe, you know, <laughs> mental yeah. health struggles and they gain more weight. They just haven't looked in the mirror yet. Um, maybe so, I think guys and beards and facial hair, like I think it can grow. It can be shaved. And some guys look yeah. drastically different with facial hair, but um, nothing where I would have thought they went out of their way to catfish me. Right. But I've definitely shown up in like in person, kind of like, oh, they, you know, yeah. uh, but I would never say it like I would, <laughs> I would reserve. You didn't look like your pictures for something more serious. Yeah. Um, but sure. yeah, like feedback, I don't think you volunteer. I think if people ask for it, like I don't think you give. Like I think especially if someone's asking for it, they're trying to continue a conversation with you. Mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. I like would withhold. Um, but somebody, our next listener, um, got feedback that she did not ask for, and this is I know for a fact this is going to infer. Let's hear it. Okay, it's a long one. Okay, woo. All right, I twenty six female. Recently out of a three-year relationship, starting the date again and using the apps. Agreed to a date with one of my matches, 30 male, who, looking back, maybe I should have vetted a bit better. He was definitely a bit weird and we didn't vibe at all, but I was polite to him over the date and tried to make the most of it. It wasn't totally awful. Um, seemed like he was trying to be nice and polite as well, though I could sense he wasn't feeling it either. Sent a thank you text when I got home, which I always do on principle. Didn't indicate any further interest, though, and he sent a similar one back. Thought it would just be a mutual ghosting after this. The following day, though, he sends me a text. It was a direct and detailed rejection, along with basically a report card of my performance on the date. See below. I'm going to throw up right now. Hey, my name. Really appreciate you taking the time to meet me. While it was mostly a pleasant evening, I saw a lot of red flags that made me think you weren't the right fit for me, 
and I'm not interested in pursuing this any further. You mentioned being recently out of a relationship, so I thought I'd send over some constructive feedback that might help you in your future dates. No, and no. she puts in some commentary of what her explanation of it, of it was. Um, so first bullet point. When I asked you on the date, I said we would share a bottle of wine, which you agreed to. I went out of my way to choose a place best for that. However, when the waiter approached our table, you ordered an espresso martini. If you preferred cocktails, you should have suggested this during planning. Or, if you changed your mind last minute, you should have said something to me prior to ordering. Her notes. I didn't realize I did anything wrong here, but looking back, maybe I did. He never mentioned the wine again on the date, um, and he never said, you know, let's get X bottle as we were looking at the menu. He was just looking down at the menu as I was. The server approached me first and asked me first, so I ordered. He didn't stop me and ordered a glass of wine for himself. His next bullet point. You put yourself as active on Bumble, but when asked where you work out and how often, you said you don't go to any gym and just do cardio. Active is for people serious about fitness. In the gym, at least two hours a day, at least five days a week. If that's not you, you're supposed to put sometimes. She says, note, I'm actually currently training for a half marathon and work out by running. I run every day. I do some stretches and weights from home, but no, I don't go to the gym. Is that not active, though? Next bullet point. You kept your phone on the table throughout the date. She says, I did, but I didn't touch my phone at all. It was on the table. Um, I didn't think this was one of those restaurants where you wouldn't, where it wouldn't be okay. Sorry, I have to kind of, oh, next page. <laughs> there's one more bullet point. Oh, no. Um, when I asked where you see yourself in five years, you gave a vague and uncertain answer and also mocked the question itself. I'm looking for someone consistently looking to better themselves. That's supposed to be constantly? Okay, this isn't. He needs to better his vocabulary. Um, someone with goals and a plan. Now, this might be more of a personal preference, as many others in this generation is known to be lazy and entitled. Learn grammar, man. But I thought it was worth bringing up. If you're looking to be taken seriously, don't laugh at serious questions. Her notes. I did not mock the question. I think I initially chuckled and said, ooh, loaded question, and said some vague things like hope to get a promotion, buy a house, meet a nice guy. I also added that I was recently out of a relationship and tech layoffs have made me feel like a lot's up in the air. His, and then he closes it out by saying, I'm sorry if this feels like a put down, but hopefully you can come to see my constructive criticism as helpful, even if it's not what you wanted to hear. Best of luck. She closes out by saying, I was beyond confused by this. I didn't respond, blocked the number. When I shared screenshots with my girlfriends, their thoughts were that he was salty and didn't want a second, salty that I didn't want a second date. But that didn't feel like the vibe at all. It felt like a mutual mismatch. Also, while we didn't vibe on the date, he did seem polite. He wasn't preachy or condescending in person at all. I wouldn't have pegged him for the type to write something like this. I posted a story time to TikTok to see if anyone, especially dudes, had any opinion on where this came from and was flooded by comments from incel types saying the guy was right and I was lucky to have gotten feedback, among other insults. I quickly deleted the video. So I have to ask, is this normal? This was the second date I've been on since getting out of a relationship and it sort of has me stressed out. I'll have more experiences like this and I don't know if my mental health can handle this right now. Was this a you can't fire me, I quit type text because I hadn't expressed interest or something else? Oh, uh, it, uh, I feel like my heart just kind of hurts for her because... Uh -huh. I get that like being like oh my god this was the second date that I've been on and now when I go into the next one I'm gonna be so incredibly self-conscious that it's <laughs> not gonna be enjoyable yeah the first thing that that screams to me first it's not normal this is not it screams to me maybe like on the spectrum um like rudeness aside it's all it's very like you did not go according to my plan mm -hmm. and that was upsetting 
um, which I think is an excusable thing or an understandable thing. But then, then it was to put her down. He said it's not supposed to be put down. Yeah. Yes, the fuck it is yeah. supposed to be a put down. What the mm. hell are you talking about? Of course it is. Yeah. You're calling her stupid. You're calling her. Yeah. The, I think I I just feel terrible for her because, yes, this is not normal. No, I've never. I've I think I've gotten the like pro. I've gotten the proactive rejection text where it's like pat you on the head, like good job, little girl. And by the way, you know, this thing. But it, it was not mm. bullet points like this. It was it also wasn't like, you know, just having these like dead set rules in your mind of like active means you go to the gym x amount of times a week oh, like i don't think bumble was clear up. on that like it's also just like the problem with those types of things where it's like you self-identify yourself as something that's not you know firm like you know right. oh you have a dog you have a cat but like what is active to me is different to somebody else totally like totally plays by your rules and like unless bumble had that listed like then you know, she went by her own definition of active uh, well, and and he had this like presumption. He had like a script, mm-hmm. and he in his script. head, she's already a character, and she's already in the play. Mm-hmm. And if she doesn't read the script correctly, mm-hmm. then it's upsetting to him. But it's like, okay, yeah, you you said we'll split a bottle of wine, mm-hmm. and then you get there, and she she orders something else, and uh-huh. you're like. I wrote the script for you yeah. and, and then says nothing, doesn't speak up at all, you mm-hmm. know, and it's, and it's just like a later thing where he's probably, he's probably seething through that whole interaction too. Like, I was going to drink my own wine and then yeah. didn't say anything and let it, and let it build up. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's, at it, first it's, it's not normal. I think kind of, yeah, I think there might be, and she said, I, I don't have a picture of, you know, the behavior of this guy, but yeah, mm-hmm. you know, maybe. He had some, you know, social skills where he wrote a script ahead of time and she yeah. diverted from the script and it stressed him out in a way that was, um, you know, that upset him. Um, that upset and that would be him, a more yeah. of a him thing than her. Uh-huh. I think to go down the list of like the, so the things that he claims are faux pas, uh-huh. um, I think first off, like the thing about like, we're going to go split a bottle of wine. If there is a plan within a plan, how much do you have to stick to it? Like <laughs> yeah. if someone says, we're going to split a bottle of wine on the, on the dating app, you make the date, you go on the date. And between now and then and your date, there's no mention of the wine again. You sit down. There's no, oh, let's get this bottle of wine. There's yeah. no, like, oh, the wine. Um, and then the server comes to you first and you pick something off the menu. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think if he was so dead set on wine, it would be like, oh, here, I, let's look at this bottle, right. that bottle. Um, or maybe you could have like, oh, like, hey, like, it's better to get a bottle of wine. Like, it just yeah. seems weird. Yeah. Yes, definitely. I it's sweet of her to be like, I was so confused because mm. I would be fucking pissed. Yeah. And that text would get a response. Yeah. You bet your ass it would. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not letting that slide. Yeah. That's insane. That no, is insane. It's, it's weird. And like, yeah, the thing I said about like active, I think that was the second bullet point. Everyone's version of active is different. Like, yeah. I do think there's a version of like a gym person and it's annoying because like they're gatekeeping the fitness community where their mm-hmm. version of like active or working out must take place in a gym like someone who's like this certain type of gym nut like if you were like basically a professional cyclist and you did all your fitness stuff outside on your bike they would be like you don't work out which is like annoying it makes the fitness community look bad yeah but also i think most fitness people who see nuance wouldn't think that way at the end of the day they wouldn't police the word active yeah um so that's like also not normal um the phone on the table if it was a Michelin star, if it was the type of restaurant where you couldn't have your phone on the table, you would. Not. Oh, I missed that part. That she had her phone on the table. She had her phone on the table that she didn't touch it, and he was like, "You had your phone on the table." 
But shut up. Yeah. Shut, boo. Shut up. That's fine. It's fine to have your phone on the table. Yeah. Like, Come unless on. it's like a Michelin's, and it probably wasn't. It sounds like it was a wine bar, cocktail bar. Cocktail bar. And, you know, I think, well, so then there's that also that debate of, like, what's polite to have your phone down or to have it up? When you're she with didn't someone, specify, but like because like I I'll put my phone on the table, but I'll put it de- facing down more mm-hmm. just to be polite, so that when it lights up, it doesn't distract me from that the conversation. Too. But then sometimes the other person is like, oh well, your phone's here, but it, but you put it face down because you're hiding something, you're hiding the text, you're hiding yeah. whatever. And I'm trying to think like I feel like I never had like a game plan of like phone in the purse, phone on the table. Sometimes it'd be in the purse, sometimes it'd be on the table. Mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like, I and I never really, like, I never had anyone call out why is the phone down if I right. put it down. It was just one of those big nothing burgers yeah. to me. Um, and then, yeah, what was the last one? Oh, saying, where do you see yourself in five years? I think it is so, totally normal. And with any question, like, when I was doing, like, sales training, like, when I was starting, um, like, my career in sales, um, I was always told, like, if you ever get a question that puts you on the spot, something that will save you time, help you collect your thoughts is be, like, is to, is to either, like, chuckle and say, like, oh, you know, oh, loaded question, or be, like, you know, you know, that's a great question or saying like some sort of filler mm, like that mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it helps you collect your thoughts. Like it's also like he asked her a job interview question and like she For was trying real. to be fun. Yeah. That's like, a job interview question. Like, what the hell do you mean? What's your five year plan? Yeah. <sighs> like I would say like, cause I'm someone who's like, I would, I would call myself ambitious. Um, sure. If someone says, what's your five year plan at a time after hours when I have alcohol, I'm not going to go list off like a very technical thing i'm, like, oh, I'm yeah. also like not gonna answer that question i think if somebody's mm-hmm. like what's your five-year plan i'm almost like mm, that's rude of you to ask yeah <laughs> to me i don't know like what's your what's so what are you planning to do how are you planning to like better your life and make everything you know and mm-hmm. and be successful it's like bitch i'm here right now mm. i have thoughts i have plans i have mm. ideas and dreams i'm not gonna i'm not gonna yeah give you the rundown like i'm that it, it's just kind of like rude to ask it's like can you just appreciate me being here right now yeah like it's also like i have i do i do work all day and like have to answer boring yeah. questions like no we're not doing job interviews boring so ass it doesn't questions. make you not ambitious like i think some of the smartest people i know like are the most unassuming yeah people ever and like if they're outside of work they're not talking work and you know totally ambition. I, yeah i feel like in work there is some level of dishonesty or in in authenticity mm-hmm. to the way that you are interacting with like mm-hmm. clients or coworkers or whatever and then after hours it's so much more fun to be honest and authentic mm-hmm. and like what are your thoughts right now on this mm-hmm. thing like rather mm-hmm. than how are you gonna be the perfect spouse yeah. <laughs> for it's me. an awkward question for yeah. sure and like yeah like i'm i'm yeah very like very awkward like i think it, one one thing like it sounds very like he listened to some andrew tate shit but i, I do think she would have mm-hmm. called if she if he was like just because of how my content is if it was like high value man andrew tate like red pill like i think she would have said something if it was direct but i wouldn't be surprised if like that type mm-hmm. of stuff or maybe like you know red didn't you know, read with nuance, like, I don't know, David Goggins book and is like sure. reading it like down to the yeah. letter. I don't know. Like, I do <laughs> think there's something around social, like social awkwardness kind of thing there though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I Definitely. don't think this girl did anything wrong. No, certainly not. No, certainly not. No. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you about a, uh, just a, a weird little hinge experience I had like a few days ago. Absolutely. Um, it was right when we had gotten back from North Carolina, but, um, there was this guy, and I matched with him on Hinge. He's real cute. Mm-hmm. Um, big muscles. 
and we were kind of chatting, bantering, and uh, this was like on Hinge, and then he uh, wanted my number so he could text me or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And it seemed like kind of innocent Hinge banter and Mm -hmm. like playful. Um, And I was, I think I asked him like, do you have an Instagram? Mm -hmm. And he wouldn't give it to me. and then, uh, but then was like, here's my number and blah, blah. And so I started texting him a little bit, even though I don't usually do that. Cause mm-hmm. like, it's weird to give your number to somebody right off hinge. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to see more of you a little bit before I give mm-hmm. you my, whatever. Um, and I was just asking him questions about stuff and like, what do you do for a living? And he like, he was like, all will be revealed in time. No, nope. blah, blah, blah. Right. Okay. So that was not, that's not me being too much of a princess. Like no. we, it was playful banter for a while. Mm-hmm. But but I was like, yeah, that's kind of sketchy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he gave me his Instagram, and then he told me, like, what he does. But then next couple nights, he was kind of bugging me to come out, like, mm-hmm. come do stuff. And it sounded like he wanted to set up, like, yeah, let's meet at Cidercade, and let's blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Um, but just kind of the way that he was interacting with me, it's it was playfully rude to the point where I was like, hold on. You, mm-hmm. don't, you don't know me like that. And, and to ask me to take... A night, and and he was almost being like demanding, like, to, mm. what are you doing? Mm. What are you doing with your time then? Like, mm. why don't you come here right now? And and it was just very like, oh my god, I, <laughs> you're asking me to to come meet you somewhere and spend my night with you, but you're being really demanding, mm. and like I'm supposed to expect that that's gonna be you win more. That's gonna get better, with honey. Like, right? It's like, if someone's I, like, like that's why it's like when someone writes a passive aggressive thing where it's yeah. like, oh, like look at you not responding to your hinge match or something like that. It's like, yeah, that is a, the fastest way to get a block. Like, right? Fastest way to unmatch. That was like, because I never unmatched people when I was on hinge. Uh-huh. I would if someone would put something passive aggressive. Like, totally. It's one thing to be like, oh hey, just like you know, check in. Just thought I'd check in on this. It's another to be like, oh, you're too good to respond. Yeah, aren't you? done. You're done. done. Out. You're done. And and honestly, I mean, that's probably the polite thing to do, but he had my number and he was texting me. And I was like, Block. well, if you're going to be rude, babe, I'm going to be rude, too. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I was. Nice. I said some mean things. But, but I mean, for God's sake, I don't know this person. Never met him. Never seen him in real life. And I kind of... I'm like, okay, you wanted to you wanted to step up swinging, like, let's go. I feel like none of us are above snapping back at somebody who's pissing us off. Right? And some I'm somebody not. that you've never met before too, oh, you have this just screen. All, it's just so much easier stuff. to be like But I th- that's also probably part of why this guy also was so weird to this chick cuz like yeah. on the date, that's probably why he seemed normal yeah, after the fact. He yeah. had the safety of the screen. Yeah. To be like and oh. he had been dwelling on it and mm-hmm. digesting oh. it. And he probably, "Oh, here's and... your report card." Oh, <laughs> your report card i hate it i hate your that. constructive feedback Disgusting. no to this to this girl that's not normal um absolutely not you don't have to be grateful for the feedback mm. don't listen the, also tiktok lives in extremes that's what i'll tell everybody yeah. like there is nothing like there is no nuance in tiktok it is black and white it is mm-hmm. it was a great thing or it's a horrible thing mm-hmm. you're great or you suck like and so as much as like yeah. tiktok is easy to find data as much as i'm on there and i appreciate all of you guys following me and yeah. following along, and I enjoy making content. There are crazies. Yeah, the commenters are fucking crazy. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. There's a lot of crazies. A lot out of there. crazies. Anyway, I think that's all we got for today. Yeah, yeah I'm bla- we blasted through that. That oh was fun. Oh my god, I feel like I just didn't stop talking the entire time. Awesome. It was good. No, this was great. <laughs> I can't wait to put this up. This will be up tonight, and I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Bye. Ciao.